Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 224 of Geek Tower Radio and I have with me this week Matt, how are you doing? I'm good David, how are you? I'm good thanks. So what have you been watching this week? I remember when I was on last time when you were talking about Raising Dion which I didn't even know was on Netflix because again as we discussed they struggle to tell people when they have things. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I went on there and watched it, I'd finished watching Living With Yourself, I'd finished watching that and then remembered that Raising Dion was on Netflix a win and checked out a couple of episodes i've seen three episodes so far I, I quite like where it's going just this idea that this mum's looking after the son which you know she's got a job she's got to balance the, her life with his life and you know there's already enough of a, a stressful life there and then you add powers into the mix and things really kind of aren't very easy for her uh, and for him as well because he's a, a very young boy and all that he's struggling to deal with the powers himself and yeah she's trying to like calm him down but he can't quite do it and he's getting scared and that sort of stuff and i, I think that it's yeah it's really really quite good so far I'm enjoying that a lot. Yeah, uh, I think I've seen three episodes, but I quite like it so far. And um, yeah, good thing you you kind of sold me on it. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a little bit slow to start, but once it gets it gets into it, it, it mm. really starts to move. And it's an interesting, different take on a something that's a comic book sort of superhero thing because mm-hmm. the main hero that you're dealing with is six years old. So you know, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a really interesting take and different. And uh, I've really enjoyed that series. I, I hope they bring it back for another season. Hopefully, when did it come out? About two weeks ago. Uh, two or three weeks ago, yeah, really. yeah, yeah, something like that. There's just so much stuff on Netflix at the moment, and yes. uh, you just need to scroll through a bit to find the stuff that you want. So, like, yes. there was the, the show um, Carmen San Diego, which I didn't know was back for a second season, like a, a few weeks ago, and it just right. kind of popped up on there. So, speaking of new things on Netflix as well, uh, Fractured, which is a Netflix film, which has got I think it's Sam Worthington, I think that's yes. his name. He's in it, and basically all I'm going to say about it is it starts off quite well, and I like where they were going with it I can't tell you why I don't like it in the end because it there's no I can't think of a possible way to spoiler free say why I didn't like it because <laughs> the reason that I didn't like it is too involved with well what happens in the plot that's really all I can say about it but I liked what the idea that it had and I liked where it started to go but not where it ended up basically right. okay. I really can't say much more than that without just spoiling certain things yes um, so yeah just wanted to quickly mention that and you know obviously you know you can go and check out yourself if you if you like it then 
that's great. Uh, I liked it at the start, just not where it was at the end. So that's right. that. Link's Awakening, uh, which is a remake or remaster of what one of the old Nintendo uh, yes. uh, Zelda games, of course, uh, Zelda Link's Awakening. I really like it so far. I did talk about it last week on a Mine and Robert's Gaming Talk podcast last week, and uh, I came up with the opinion that it's Zelda, but very, very simplified. Like, you've got very few controls. There's very few things that you can do. You hold, like, one sword. Maybe you get some other weapons later on. Um, you do get things like a shovel and all that, but that's used to just to just dig for certain things. So it's it's Zelda, but really, really simplified. And given the fact that Breath of the Wild was my first Zelda game, obviously that's a lot more advanced. There's way more weapons in a big open world. There's still very much, obviously, Zelda at the core in Link's Awakening. There's a lot, there's a lot of DNA from... This might sound strange, but there's a lot of DNA from Breath of the Wild that I can see in Link's Awakening. Right. Um, even though, well, this yeah, remaster yeah, has actually come out around. after yeah. Breath of the Wild. But yeah, it's that, but really simplified. And the, on, the only real one problem I've got at the moment, which is a fairly big problem, is in Breath of the Wild, it would say like, okay, you've got this main task or this side quest or whatever, and here is at least the area. In Link's Awakening, you get uh, basically once you've done different missions, an owl will fly over to you and he'll sort of say like, oh, you need to meet me at this swamp or this cave or forest or whatever. But unless you somehow know the map already or there's no real way of knowing right. where that is roughly because I remember at the start he sort of says oh can you meet me at this I think it's a pond right at the start it's a, it, it just says oh it's it's up north somewhere and that's not very specific to where certain things are so in terms of the actual game itself I'm really really enjoying it but it's just a fact of getting lost to not know where certain things actually are and there's no like sort of quest log either so you can't sort of quickly look up to where like okay what was the, the, right, the specific okay. name of the area again the only thing the game kind of does have is every now and then when you walk to certain areas or villages or whatever you'll get these little signs and you can click on those and it will say like this is north this is west or east or whatever but it's still not quite specific yeah. so that's the only kind of problem i have with the game and hopefully it doesn't become too much of a hassle but outside of that really really enjoying it yes it sounds like it's a game that's designed for people that are going back to it for nostalgia purposes rather than you know and know yeah. the terrain and know the game quite well rather than mm-hmm. it being aimed at a new audience particularly but i mean it's always good to have those things out there yeah i mean yeah if you're going back to this game as like a something from your childhood and if you know where each thing is in the game then obviously you can just go through it quite easily so yeah but yeah still enjoying it so um fifa 20 came out and it was basically the career mode was pretty much broken uh, one of the biggest problems with the career mode was the fact that so you have your big teams in england like man united liverpool man city chelsea arsenal tottenham etc and what the game was for some reason causing those teams to do is instead of playing you know their regular first 11 and winning certain games they were putting out their reserves their youth team and as a result they were losing games in the career mode and that was resulting in those teams getting relegated which wouldn't happen yes in the real world well usually it wouldn't unless there's a massive shock but ea went and patched it three and a half weeks later or something just to, just took them so long that's to horrendous do. Um, but I kept the game sort of didn't get rid of it or anything I thought okay once they actually do go and patch this thing I'm going to jump back in and try it and it is a lot lot better uh, there is you know the, the teams you'd expect at the top of the league to be at the top of the league that's pretty much fixed the other thing that was coming up was like if you'd won your last five league games or something because you do these little press conference things and all that and the press would basically say to you like oh it's a shame you lost like your last game when you've won five 
five in a row. It's like, oh, what are you gonna what are you gonna do about this sudden bad streak? And they've they've patched things like that, which shouldn't have been there really in the first I, place. I, but how did it get released <laughs> in that state? That's yeah. horrendous. There was like a whole forum thing of like problems that were in there. Um, one, of the, one of the really really weird things is you can go and change certain players' boots because certain players have have actual specific boots that they wear, and there was an issue to where let's say like Ronaldo would be what rated like ninety three or something, and you change his boots from I don't know Adidas to Nike and his rating would go down to like 35 or something <laughs> I think they've, they've patched that now so and it, I it, would be it, suing if I was one of those companies right. yeah <laughs> that's horrific it, uh, it was very weird but it's it's all patched now and it's actually a lot better to play so uh, it's it's playable and actually enjoyable and fun so oh, yeah weird yeah. stuff but yeah uh, so if you want to go and get this year's FIFA 20 now's the time to do it now that it's actually been patched weird EA stuff, obviously but, tried to reclaim their crown as the suckiest game company out of out there I think yeah the good thing for them is other than Pro Evolution Soccer which is run by Konami who aren't much better there's no other like sports games True. out there there's so no, they, no so football EA, games yeah certainly yeah so EA don't have any other competition yeah <laughs> plus for, for all the you know the player faces and team kits and all that stuff they've got most of the licenses so yeah yeah, that's, that's, that's the stuff I've been up to obviously there's a bunch of stuff happening as well and things coming out yeah yeah. busy time it is um, I caught up with The Capture which is the BBC drama that actually ran out a few weeks ago but I, I missed it when it was going out and I, I just hadn't got around to it. Um, stars Holiday Granger as a police officer who has been sort of fast-tracked through the ranks to the DI position. She is pretty much on her first kind of big major case. She's moved across from the sort of secret service part of of the police into the main police force as a sort of career move. The show starts with the trial of a soldier who is on trial for shooting a insurgent, allegedly having shot him when he was unarmed and was surrendering. And they then show a bit of the court case and through an issue with the video in that case, he ends up getting released. So he's now back in the world. There is then another incident and it ends up putting him back on the police radar and being rearrested for this new thing that happens. I'm trying to be deliberately fairly vague because <laughs> it's better if you go into this not really knowing an awful lot about what the overall show is around. Although if you watch the title sequence, you kind of get an idea of, of what the basis of the show is. But it is a really solid drama. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's one of those things that could be a six-part miniseries. It also could end up coming back. But I would say it's up there with things like you know, Bodyguard, Line of Duty. I thought it was absolutely superb. It keeps you guessing all the way through about what's actually going on and uh, who the bad guys are and who the good guys are. And uh, I highly recommend you go and watch it. If you like those sort of intricate police dramas, particularly, I really, really worth going to see. So that's on iPlayer at the moment you can go and watch that and it's it's six hour long episodes uh living with yourself which you mentioned you've actually finished this i'm only a couple of episodes <laughs> into it at the moment i would have had i not gone and got so engrossed in the capture i actually would have finished that as well because i was thoroughly enjoying it but i've actually only managed two episodes so far 
So this is the Paul Rudd series where he plays against himself. And I think mm-hmm. most people know the premise for it is he's a guy who's having a bad life, not doing particularly well in work, and he's very much stuck in a rut. And a friend recommends him to go to this spa for this spa treatment. So he goes to this spa treatment, then wakes up in a grave and goes back to his house and discovers somebody who looks exactly like him in his house. And it turns out that they're in improvement that they do at the spa is basically cloning you and killing the original it's essentially yeah. the setup for it i thought it was brilliant i mean paul rudd is so watchable anyway mm-hmm. how did you get on with the rest of it because as i say i'm only two episodes in i mean i didn't even expect to watch it this week- weekend just gone because i i was going to watch it eventually but i was still watching good omens and and some other stuff but i just kind of saw it on there i was like okay i checked how long the season is and how long the episodes are which it's eight episodes and they're like 25 minutes each so i thought okay that's quite like easy to, yeah. to watch through it's very much like dead to me in the sort of cliffhanger five seconds to next yeah. episode next day kind of like that and netflix is they don't do that with all their shows but you go through the 25 minutes and end on a cliffhanger and you really want to know what's what's next because the story just kind of connects much more in that way mm. and given the fact that again you've got these like clones of each other and i just wanted to know like where are they gonna end up going like how are they gonna live together or how they what what's gonna happen with the wife and like what's the situation going to kind of end up being and like you said Paul Rudd's very very good in this you do want to know what happens next and it's you know five seconds just <laughs> you don't press a button and it plays the next episode and then I kind of thought okay there's only eight episodes of 25 minutes and then I just ended up uh, kept yeah. on watching it really really enjoyed it really enjoyed where it went hopefully they do get a second season given how it ends and, and yeah it was just really really enjoyable and it's just the the way that it kind of changes roughly where you think it's going throughout its, its kind of season run and then yeah again it, it, each episode just kind of feeds into the next and one thing they do really really well is there's certain bits where one of the clones is doing one thing and one of them is doing the other thing and at certain points in the story you need to find out what the other clone is doing and sometimes either at the end of the episodes or the start of the next one it kind of catches the other one up timeline wise right, yeah yeah but instead of it feeling like it's constantly going back and then dragging the other character forward it really kind of clicks to, it, you know like a nice sort of puzzle piece I suppose it kind of really clicks nicely together yeah. and feeds really well into the present kind of what's happened there and in the way that they kind of use that later on twist things or whatever it, mm. in an interesting way and yeah just really really enjoyed it so yeah, I, thought it was yeah. Great. I thought they handled the going back over time so you see things from both perspectives I thought they yeah. did that fairly well even with those first couple of episodes because you don't want them kind of retreading the same bit of story just from lots of distant angles but I thought that that did mm-hmm. it quite well. The other thing I watched this week was The Joker. I actually went and saw a movie, <laughs> which is very rare for me. I've got some films I need to see as well. So yeah. Terminated that this week. Oh, that's true. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I went and saw The Joker. It's a masterpiece. It is phenomenally well put together. As I think most of you know, it's a sort of alternate version of the Joker uh, that we haven't really seen before pulls from things like the killing joke although obviously you've not got Batman in this it is very much just a sort of Joker in a real world kind of story mm. um, there are nods to things like King of Comedy in there which is is kind of interesting as well it's this really wonderfully well crafted descent into sort of madness of somebody with a, a mental illness and 
I really don't want to give anything too much away with it, but I would urge you to go and watch it just as a film. Even if you're not a comic book fan, it is worth seeing just as a movie because it is a brilliantly put together piece of cinema and uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's one of my films of the year that yeah, I think it's absolutely superb. And gaming-wise, I have been playing through a game called We Happy Few, which, if you don't know this game, it's set in a sort of alternate history where the Germans have sort of invaded the UK after the war, and they are using drugs to keep the population compliant. So you have these pills that you call joy, which you are supposed to take. And when you take the joy, the screen kind of gives you this wonderful, nice, happy world. But as the joy wears off, you start to see the reality of the world around you and how things are are kind of decaying. And it's nowhere near as nice as you thought it was. Like there is a sequence right at the very beginning when you go to a party and they have a piñata you know that you're supposed to hit with sticks to get the uh, sweets out of and if you go in there with the joy not in your system you get a very good impression of the thing that you're hitting not being a piñata um, yeah, I remember that. so yeah. I, i'm still playing through it at the moment i really enjoy it it's a good solid adventure game with a you know, relatively open world you can sort of go and wander around and find other quests and that sort of stuff i think bex recommended this ages and ages ago and uh, i'm mm-hmm. i finally picked it up but i i thought yeah. it was superb have they patched it because when this game launched it was like a complete mess so i'm just well, i'm assuming it's it's in better state because yeah, i'm, I'm guessing that- it it must be because I haven't hit any snags in it. So okay. I'm assuming. It was about so, at least a year ago, if not longer, yeah, when it, it came out. It has out, been so. a very long time since it's been out. The reason that I picked that up is because, as we were talking about last time you were on, you were talking about the Xbox Game Pass for PC, mm-hmm. which is in beta at the moment. The Xbox Game Pass for PC, it's only three ninety nine a month, which is ridiculously cheap considering yeah, the that stuff that's cheap. on it. <laughs> And the first month is like a pound, I think. It's it's like nothing. Yeah, they were doing that for a while where you could get a month for a pound. But that allows you, if you've got a PC that's you know, relatively decent, it gives you, whole host of, <laughs> yeah, gives you a whole host of games that you can play, including things like Gears 5, which is on mm. there. I noticed the Outer Worlds is actually part of the Game Pass as well, which you can't actually buy on Steam at the moment either because it's not going to get released on steam until later because it's a it's an exclusive i think to the epics game store and apparently the xbox live system so that's a game i desperately wanted to play and i thought oh i'm gonna have to go and buy it off the epics game store and it's like 50 quid and apparently it's part of the xbox game pass so i'm very happy about that there's other games on there obviously as well there's uh zoo tycoon there's sea of thieves there's a as I mentioned, Gears is on there, Saints Row 4, Dishonored 2, Age of Empire, if you like those sort of games, stay of play. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different things. But for $3.99, it's a ridiculously good deal. Yeah, that's um, really, really good. Yeah, so, so um, I, I, if you've got a PC that's a gaming PC and you've not looked into installing the Xbox Game Pass yet, I'd go and do it because, I mean, even if you only pay one game a month out of it, it it's got to be worth paying the three ninety nine for that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, that's been fabulous. So, um, thanks for recommending that. I will, I will definitely be keeping that going. I think that's all the stuff we've been doing. Let's move on to some TV and film news. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups and a bit of an update with the whole Sky One Arrowverse Batwoman crisis thing. The latest official update we have from Sky is Sky have said they have the broadcast rights to Supergirl, The Flash and Arrow and will be broadcasting these seasons in full. There were some stories going around that they were not going to show the crisis event at all, which would have been a horrible mistake. But yep. those, those stories are apparently incorrect that is what they are telling me they are going to be showing every episode they have and that includes all the crisis episodes legends are obviously not mentioned in there there's two reasons for that one it doesn't start until only next year and two i suspect they've not signed the deal for it yet that doesn't mean it's not coming i think it probably will but that's why there's no announcement about legends yet but we'll we'll wait and see with that what they have said and they've officially confirmed they have not acquired the rights to batwoman which is what we were talking about last week this is due to them already having been acquired by another party but they are saying they don't know who's acquired those rights and do not know when or where the show will be aired. So yes, this is going to mess up the crossover on Sky One. I think it's fair to say that Sky are just as annoyed about that as the rest of the UK Arrowverse fans are, but there is really nothing they can do about it because if the rights aren't there for them to buy, they can't buy them. It's a stupid situation. At the moment, nobody has come forward and said, we've got Batwoman. There is a possibility it may pop up on Netflix. There is also a possibility that what we were talking about last week that Warner Media are hoarding it for their own streaming service is still true and the reason that Sky are saying they don't know who it is that might be a little white lie they might actually know that it is Warner Media but they are not allowed to say anything like that because they don't want to upset Warner Media and Warner Media haven't announced a streaming service yet so it's not entirely clear that the fact that they've said it's bought by another party doesn't necessarily mean that Warner Media aren't keeping hold of it just the official line from Sky is they don't know who has it now it would be great if it comes to next week or later this week when the shows come out and Batwoman suddenly pops up on Netflix that would be wonderful I, that would I, be very good yeah I, I'm not entirely convinced that's going to happen, but uh, as I say, it's still entirely possible that Warner Media have still got hold of it, and uh, you know they are still hoarding it for some mythical streaming service released next year. But we don't know yet. So yeah, that's going to be fun, and that episode of Batwoman is going to be one of the most pirated things this year in the UK. I rather suspect. Yeah, as someone who runs a podcast for almost all these shows, this is very, very awkward. Yes, um, the normal episodes for Arrow and Flash, we can still do podcasts on. I mean, Flash starts this week, doesn't it? So we'll be doing that, and then probably Arrow next week. But in terms of uh, Black Lightning and Batwoman, obviously, because like you said, Legends is is in January, so that hopefully Sky have got that. But in terms of Black Lightning and Batwoman, that just creates a problem for 
those shows specifically obviously about women with the uh, crisis and stuff like that so mm. yeah it is very very awkward i should also mention uh black lightning the official line from netflix at the moment is that they don't have the third season and they don't know if or when they are going to get it it may come on as a box set next year which is what has happened to dynasty but at the moment mm. they do not have it so black lightning is missing as well for its third season again that feeds into the whole idea that warner media might be keeping hold of it but we don't know because they've not announced anything yep. there are some things moving around on uk channels as well uh chicago med and law and order svu which are both nbc shows are moving from universal in the uk across to sky witness we've had that confirmed this is gonna keep on happening for the next few months i thought it might be useful to kind of try and explain why and a lot of it is to do with the channel ownership and some changes that happened last year and that are happening this year in terms of who owns what behind the scenes so september last year fox who were the majority shareholder in sky sold their stake in sky to comcast comcast own nbc universal and nbc universal owned nbc universal obviously um, uh, Sci-Fi, USA Network, E, Bravo, and a bunch of other channels. So the reason that you're seeing shows move off Universal and onto Sky Witness is because both Sky and Universal are now owned by Comcast, so they can shift things around as much as they like without it causing any problems and them having to buy rights from one place to another because they own everything. And they own the Chicago series because that's commissioned by NBC in the US. So that's one thing. Their one major player is Comcast. Warner media is the other one that was time warner until it was bought by at&t again last year warner media owns tbs tnt hbo cinemax 50 percent of the cw adult swim warner brothers dc universe and dc comics that's why we're seeing these issues come up with a lot of the cw shows not all of them but a lot of the cw shows and particularly with the dc universe shows because they're entirely owned by warner media and that's why we're seeing issues with things being moved around there the other players are cbs who own cbs showtime and co-own the cw on a 50 50 split with warner brothers slash warner media and viacom who own paramount mtv comedy central tv land nickelodeon and all the channel five channels now the other big spanner in the works that is coming up is cbs is merging with viacom which is due to complete later this year or rather re-merging because they have been one company in the past and then they weren't and then they were and then they weren't and then they were <laughs> they're now re-merging to form viacom cbs with cbs being the kind of main controller of it as far as i can tell which is no bad thing given the scheduling on Channel 5's been horrendous since Viacom took over. That may see some more changes coming in the UK, particularly with the Channel 5 channels and with some of the CBS shows. You might see them moving towards some of the Channel 5 channels when that deal goes through. No guarantee of that, and there will be licenses in place for some of the CBS shows already, like the MacGyver, Hawaii Five-O, all that sort of thing, which are CBS series. I suspect they will probably stay on Sky because, you know, that's where they've always been and there'll be licenses in place for that but you may see that some of the newer cbs stuff gets shifted around and i mean cbs are still doing deals because they have done a deal with e4 to pick up matt leblanc's sitcom man with a plan they've taken the linear broadcast rights to star trek discovery and the premiere rights to star trek discovery are going to stick with netflix as far as we're aware so i think cbs maybe will start to put some of their stuff 
onto Channel 5, but you will always, I think, have them selling stuff around because they make money from selling it to other people as well. So it's probably going to get a bit worse before it gets a bit better. The, all this stuff being aired on one place and then somewhere else, and it's complex at the moment. But there are kind of four main people that own basically everything right now. You've got HBO Max coming out, the streaming service, and then you've got Peacock, the yes, uh, which NBC, is the NBC one. service. C- C- CB- oh, yeah, CBS have got the all access. I was just trying to think in terms yes. of uh, streaming services, but they got that, of course. So, yeah. yeah. Why, do, why do they call it Peacock? Because that's their <laughs> logo. Um, just call lo- it NBC Plus or something. Yeah, well, Everyone yes. else is doing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, the Peacock is, is because their logo is that kind of Peacock multicolored right. symbol. That, is that really why. good marketing wise? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's more a market for an American audience, I think, because they, right. that's quite a well known thing, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's why. The Peacock service, which has got some original stuff coming onto it, there's no news about whether that is going to launch over here, but there is a chance that it may end up being integrated as part of the Sky system. As we said, we yeah, Warner Media, there have been rumors of them launching a HBO Max over here, but at the moment, we don't know any more about that. There is, I think, a big meeting thing happening towards the end of the month for Warner Media. And if they are going to announce they're launching outside of the US, it's likely to be the end of this month when they announce that. Mm-hmm. So that'd but, be very good, like a HBO Max UK kind of thing. That'd yeah, and, and that may happen, and that may explain a lot of what's going on. Unfortunately, if that does happen, it's probably not going to be until spring next year. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that if they are holding shows for it, that means Batwoman is not going to turn off until spring next year. But that's all guesswork at the moment. We don't know, so right. we'll, we'll have to wait. wait when, when's the what's the date for that meeting thing? I, somewhere towards the end of the month it's the 20 something it's it's later on this month i believe so i would think that if anything happens regarding them launching hbo max we'll probably hear by the end of the month but at the moment we just don't know so other pickups this week we have apple has handed out second season orders to a whole bunch of their shows uh basically they're just trying to make sure that there isn't long hiatuses in the production and they just want to keep it moving and keep the cost down so they're basically shooting back to back as much as they can to keep things going so they've given second season orders to the ronald d moore alt history drama for all mankind jason momoa's c rather stephen knight's c starring jason momoa that has got a second season the kamal jajani anthology series and little america looks like it's getting a second season the emily dickinson comedy dickinson is getting another season uh, home before dark which is a detective drama looks like it's getting another season as well and the morning show which is the jennifer Aniston reese witherspoon show was already picked up for two seasons right at the very beginning so that will be coming back as well which is great you know uh, apple's got money to throw around so they're throwing it around <laughs> so yeah, you know it's good, good to see like okay they're in on this thing so. yeah they're definitely in on it they're definitely moving with it and uh mm-hmm. you know they've got That's some big names so. yeah some really great lineup uh launches on the 1st of november that all around the world that's the way you do it and it's going to be launching all over the place it's 5.99 a month i think so it's not like a huge amount of money and they've got some really interesting original stuff on there and there is apps coming out for it you can if you go and look on the website you can see where you can uh, get things for it but there are apps for tvs coming out if you've got rock boxes there's an app on the rocky box so loads of ways to 
to get hold of it. Other E4 pickups alongside Star Trek Discovery and Man with a Plan, they've also picked up Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is a new NBC show. So again, I mean, that's an NBC show, but... Uh, mm-hmm. in America but he's ended up on E4 and uh, that's this musical dramedy about the woman that gets his, hit in the head and starts to hear the innermost thoughts of other people in the form of musicals so uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that so, yeah I yeah, I've, I, th- I like that it's, it sounds like it's going to be a really fun silly show so I'm quite looking forward to that but uh, E4 have picked that up mid-season isn't it yeah that's mid-season so it should be early next year hopefully that will arrive cool and uh Dave, the UK TV channel, has announced that the boys from Red Dwarf are returning in a feature-led special in 2020, which I'm very happy about. They had previously said that there was going to be another season coming, but it looks like that's turned into a feature-led special now, which, uh, I mean, I love Red Dwarf with all my heart. It is one of my favourite shows, and I've been with it since I was a small child. So I'm so happy to have just any more of it coming back in whatever form they want to bring it. But a feature-length one could be quite interesting. Uh, They have done one sort of feature-length one before, which was Back to Earth, which was not particularly good. So hopefully this one will be a bit better than that one was. But uh, Mm -hmm. I am looking forward to seeing what they're doing. That The last season of, of Red Dwarf, I thought they did a phenomenal job. So hopefully that will be great. But that's coming next year. Moving on to bigger news, we have some more casting news on The Batman, the Matt Reeves movie. Uh, Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Batwoman and Paul Dano has been cast as the Riddler. It's also uh, been reported that Jonah Hill, who we mentioned before, has been in talks for various villain roles, has opted out of it. It seems like the role he was up for was, was not Penguin, like a lot of people were guessing it probably was. Looks like he might have been up for the Riddler. And when he passed, they announced Paul Dano pretty much immediately. So it looks like it might have been the Riddler, which I, I could see him going for it. But um, I think Paul Dano is a great bear casting for that. Yeah, I like uh, Zoe Kravitz. She was uh, one of the characters in, in Big Little Lies. And, yes. you know, she was on screen with like Meryl Streep and some other really big actresses. And she did a re- very, very good job that uh, looking forward to seeing her as Catwoman. I'll be 27 when this film comes out. So that's <laughs> something to look forward to in 2021. It still seems like this film's like a really, really long way away, but well, yes. uh, we're, we're, we're creep, creeping slowly into 2020 and then it'll only be like a year and a half or so. So yeah. we'll, we'll get there eventually, I suppose, because we're actually going to have a uh, Spider-Man and a Batman film within like a month of each other or something. Y- which yes. is really cool. Yeah, it so, looks like it. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't remember Paul Dano that much. I recognize his face and yes, I was a bit like that. Been yeah. in whatever. Like I, I recognize him from some, from some stuff, but uh, we'll see if he's if he's doing a good job or whatever. I wonder when we'll see like the first trailer some point next late next year maybe? i suspect so yes it's probably because yeah. be, they're only they're casting still at the moment so they'll go get a um an alfred in there that's that's, yes, the, they that's the only been, other major role i can think of yeah i mean there, be there'll be more cast. villains there's more villains coming i suspect because they've said mm-hmm. they're going to have a substantial rogues gallery so there's going to be more villains coming in but yeah the alfred's the other big key role because they've announced that westworld's jeffrey wright is officially going to be commissioner gordon which i think is a great call because jeffrey mm-hmm. wright's fabulous and i think he could do a great job in that zoe kravitz not the first time she's played catwoman actually because she voiced catwoman for the lego batman movie which i didn't realize oh. 
Okay. Uh, so not the first time she's done it. She was Angel Salvador in uh, X-Men First Class as well. Big Little Lies she was in. She voiced Mary Jane Watson in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. She is next due to lead the female kind of gender-switched lead of the Disney Plus adaptation of Nick Hornby's High Fidelity. She's the daughter of Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonnet, who, in a weird coincidence, starred in the 2000 film adaptation of High Fidelity. So uh, I'm mm. really interested to um, see her take on the role of Catwoman. I think she's a fabulous choice for it. Uh, Paul Dano, I mean, if you've ever seen a picture of Paul Dano, he is a perfect bit of casting for yeah. Riddler. Yeah. I, I think he looks the role so brilliantly. He was in Little Miss Sunshine. He was in 12 Years a Slave and There Will Be Blood, where he played the twins Paul and Eli Sunday and has had BAFTA and Golden Globe nominations and all sorts of things. So he's one of those names that you might not recognize, but faces you might um, mm-hmm. I, and just yeah. can't quite place what you've seen him in. But uh, yeah, I, I think he's a superb pick for Riggler. I think that's a really solid bit of casting. So um, yeah, it's shaping up pretty well. That it is. Movie. It is. I wonder what other villains are going to have. And I guess the other big since you talked about Joker uh, earlier, obviously, because uh, there's a lot of talk that Jared Leto isn't coming back, which wouldn't be very surprising. Yes. What they're going to do with Joker probably won't be in the Batman, but obviously he'll be in probably one of the future films. What they'll do with that role, because mm. that's a very specific, like all eyes on that role kind of thing. I mean, um, I could stand to see Joaquin Phoenix go up against him, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, that would be ideal, but yeah, I, like, like I said, I don't think that's yeah, quite what's going to happen. They've sort so. of said that that won't happen so already. So that would be a shame. I think Jared Leto got a lot of stick for that movie. And I think it was more the movie and the characterization that they chose to go down with that, mm-hmm. not Jared's performance particularly. I would be interested to see whether they go for a completely different casting or what they do with it because I, I don't know it's it's difficult thing to get right Joker it is it is it's very a very kind of specific role you need to uh, and you need to have a kind of a you know specific look yeah so that's going to be tough for them to I think the best best thing for them to do is to move on from Jared Leto and then just go with go with someone else new which would mean we've had like four jokers in like 10 years or, whatever, or more than that probably but yeah sometimes sometimes you do just need to reboot and have someone fresh to just make things go better so. yeah yeah and i mean because we've got a new batman and a new joker wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing i i don't know mm-hmm. who you casted that role but uh yeah i i think that would be the way i would do it moving on to other news back on tv although film as well actually sky have got a modern take on Oliver Twist in the works but he's got a very interesting cast Lena Headley, Rita Ora Michael Caine and Rafe Law are leading the cast for it. It's also got a few other people that you might recognise in there as well so this is Oliver Twist, but set in modern day and reinvented as a streetwise artist living on the streets of modern day London. A chance encounter with a gang of grifters led by the charismatic Dodge, played by Rita Ora, sees Twist, played by newcomer and son of Jude, Rafe Law, caught up in a high stakes heist. They plan to steal a priceless painting from master thief Fagan, played by Michael Caine, and his psychopathic business partner Sykes, played by Lena Healy. So the 
there's a lot of kind of gender switching going on with that and, and sort of updating of it. But it's it's an interesting kind of way of taking something like you know Charles Dickens' Oliver Twist and really updating it. Alongside that main cast, you've got Legends of Tomorrow's one half of Firestorm, Frank Drammer, playing Batesy. You've got David Walliams in there and you've got Sophie Simnet, who was in Poldark and is in the upcoming Netflix series Daybreak as well. I'm not criticising this in terms of this doesn't have a place or whatever because there's probably people that like Oliver Twist but I, it's not a property you really hear anyone saying like okay is this coming back I miss Oliver Twist that's not, <laughs> yeah. that's not really we, something do we, do we I need particularly a hear modern version I mean I think there's been so many versions of the original Oliver mm-hmm. Twist I, I think this is a sort of interesting idea of can you modernise it I mean they've done it with things like Shakespeare they've done sort of you know taken Shakespeare and stuffed it into a, a modern suit both in in taking the original text and just putting it in a modern context and doing versions of it where they've taken sort of Shakespearean work and reworked it into sort of high school drama or something like that. You know, there, mm-hmm. there have been versions of of that done that way. I don't know whether anybody's done it with Dickens before, but... Um, mm. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of like this this idea. It's it's, I mean, gonna, it's a good cast, a very yeah, good cast. It's a really solid yeah. cast. I don't know. We'll we'll have to sort of see how it it's, plays out. It's, it's kind of one of those things where like if if it works and it's great, then that's great. But I can't remember the last time someone said to me or someone said on the internet like, "Oh, when is Oliver Twist coming back?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I know, reboot, so, I know. Yeah. Um, I I mean, it, it is one of those things where they're kind of taking the name and then updating it, but kind of like and if that it. works and people like it, then that's great. So, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. and I mean, there are other works you could do similar things with, obviously, of Dickens as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I like this idea. I think it's kind of interesting. It's going to be coming out in selected cinemas and also on two Sky Cinema as well. It will be released. So uh, it, it will be coming to TV and select cinemas as well. That when it is released, don't know when it's going to be released, but probably be next year sometime. And lastly, we have BBC Two have commissioned a new comedy called The Witchfinder with Tim Key and Daisy May Cooper, who I don't really know either of those guys, to be honest. But uh, Me neither. The premise for it sounds brilliant. It's from Neil and Rob Gibbons, who are the writer-directors of a whole bunch of the Alan Partridge things, including this time with Alan Partridge. The premise of it, it's set in the year of our Lord, 1647, and fear of witchcraft is rife. Puritanical Christianity, deep-seated superstition, and a willingness to scapegoat outsiders have created a tinderbox of suspicion in which few are safe. In this environment, witch-finding has flourished as a self-appointed witch-experts achieve heroes status by investigating accusations of witchery and extracting confessions. A failing witchcrafter played by Key transports a suspect witch played by Cooper across 1640s East Anglia to trial that could change his fortunes forever. But his captive is the worst possible travelling companion, an inquisitive uncouth woman whose ability to prick his pomposity and ask uncomfortable questions turns a straightforward journey into a life-changing ordeal. Uh, I, I think it just sounds like a. it's basically a road trip across sort of 1640s East Anglia which sounds like such a wonderfully silly bizarre idea for a show mm. and a lot of time some of the best comedies comes from just having two people essentially trapped in a room together so I just think it sounds like it's got lots of potential to be really funny wonderfully silly the guys behind it as I said uh, Neil and Rob Gibbons they did uh, Alan Partridge Alpha Papa Mid-Morning Batters they wrote some of Veep this time with Alan Partridge so they've been involved in all that sort of stuff so that gives you an idea of the type 
type of humor it is. Steve Coogan is actually an exec producer on it as well. So I, I think this this could be really funny. It could work, could be great. Depending on how much witchy sort of stuff is in, I mean, I know you said the word witch quite a lot in there. I've never really been able to get into that kind of genre or that kind of thing, even when like, you know, American Horror Story has done it and they've got their usual cast in there. Um, but but if it if it's more of a comedy kind of road trip yeah. sort of thing, like you said, then that, that might work pretty well. I wouldn't worry too much about the witch stuff. I rather suspect that in this particular case, she won't actually be a witch. She'll be somebody that upset one of her neighbours and got accused of being a witch. And, <laughs> and it's going to be that sort of situation. It's going to be mm-hmm. that sort of, you know, the a quite literal witch hunt um, situation. I, I rather suspect is what they're setting it up as. I think this sounds like it could be really interesting. They've not said when that's going to air, but if they've just announced it now, it's not going to come before the end of the year. So I suspect it'll be sometime next year. To comedy, it's called The Witch Finder. It's coming to BBC Two. Keep an eye out for it. It looks like it could be fun. So that's all the news for this week. No interview like we would usually have coming up next, basically because I haven't had time to edit one this week. (laughs) Just various things going on. So let's go straight on to some air dates for next week on TV. So highlights for next week on TV. We have Daybreak, which is another graphic novel adaptation. This is uh, coming to Netflix on the 24th of October. We've had a few trailers for this. Uh, Reverent apocalyptic dramedy based on the Brian Ralph comic book or graphic novel. So yeah, it's a sort of teen dramedy set in the apocalypse. The, mm-hmm. the trailers look quite fun, I think. I, I don't know yeah. whether it, it's one of those that could really go either way, I think. I mean, I still like zombie stuff. I'm still looking for more zombie stuff. This will be another one to add to that list um it just depends on what they do with the comedy whether it's too because like a prime example of how to make comedy work in a zombie thing is Shaun of the Dead yes. uh, probably the best zombie comedy out there it just depends how kind of if it's a bit too slapstick or if it is like okay there's still zombies here that can kill us but we can do some comedic stuff just have to see how how that kind of works out because yeah. sometimes things can get a bit I mean I mean, Z Nation is a prime example of like having a zombie will spinning through the uh, <laughs> city yeah, or whatever yeah. so. I think Z Nation is probably the kind of comedy you're aiming for with this it, it is listed as a dramedy not a comedy Comedy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it is probably that sort of Z Nation level. But I mean, you know, teen apocalyptic drama sort of seems like it's made for you. I would have thought so. I'd be yeah, very I'll, interested I mean, I'll to get, see. I'll check it out. So yeah. that comes out on Thursday. So Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bojack Horseman returns for the first half of its sixth season. That's on the 25th of October. You can that's, watch that. That's the uh, final season as well. Oh, so. is it? Uh, yes, yeah. final season. Okay, first half of the final season, that is then. Last Leg returns to Channel 4 on the 25th of October as well. That's at 10pm. I'm very happy to have that back. Pennyworth, the Batman prequel series, finally lands on Stars Play. That is the... Amazon add-on channel that's on the 25th of October as well that's going on as a box set so you can binge your way through that I'm looking forward to be able to watch that finally Pose at season 2 that is coming to BBC 2 on the 26th of October at 10.20 that's come back around quite a lot quicker than I thought it might because I think we only had season 1 earlier on this year so uh, they've slotted season 2 in fairly fast that's good I'm glad that's back for fans of Pose 26th of October on 20 past 10 that is coming Slasher Solstice which is the third season 
Dylan. That's coming to Pick TV on the 28th of October at 11 p.m., which is the Canadian Horror Anthology series. That's taken a while. That was months ago on uh, Netflix US. Yes, yeah, that yeah. has taken a while to come back. But he's Pick yeah. TV. I mean, they get around mm-hmm. to showing things eventually. Uh, so <laughs> still got wait. Still got wait for uh, Scream season three. Well, yes, uh, 28th <laughs> of October, 11 p.m. for that. Younger, the comedy that is coming to Comedy Central from season one. Uh, so this isn't really a premiere because it had aired on the Sony channel previously. I think they had the first two seasons and then dropped it. But it is starting again from season one on Comedy Central. That's from the 28th of October at 9pm. So if you want to watch the rewatch the first couple of seasons, you can do that. If you want to wait until the third season, that will be coming up in a few months, I suspect. And then Silicon Valley, the sixth and final season of that, arrives on Sky Atlantic at 10 past 10 on the 28th of October. Um, I love this series. I'm glad that they're finally getting to, to kind of round it off and end it how they want to. But it's been a great, great show. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that coming back for its final season. But that's Sky Atlantic, 28th of October at 10 past 10. And that's everything we have for this week, unless you've got anything else you want to mention. Hopefully May not continue to play how they did yesterday and we'll actually start climbing the table uh, the Premier League table that is uh, we'll see if that happens uh, that podcast I mentioned last time the Rewired podcast that is now out on um, the Rewired podcast feed uh, it's also on my Twitter as well because I retweeted it obviously if you want to go and see uh, or listen to rather my discussion on Breaking Bad versus The Wire on that podcast you can go and listen to that uh, and you can of course follow me on Twitter at UK. lots of stuff that we're doing on Entertainment Talk at the moment just a, a bunch of stuff and of course all, all of that stuff gets tweeted out to there so that you can find everything on there yeah. yes yes lots of stuff coming up on entertainment talk including uh, Walking Dead which we are doing weekly goes out on Wednesdays and we're doing Watchmen as well which we did mm-hmm. a preview podcast last week uh, we've both seen the first episodes already because we both watched them this morning uh, <laughs> one word thought very very good start I thought it was absolutely brilliant very very much looking forward to seeing where they go with it but yes if you want to know more about the Watchmen and follow along with that that is being released on Wednesday over on Entertainment Talk. For us, you can find out more information throughout the week at geektown.co.uk and see all the latest air date information for the UK and the US up on there. If you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post trying to sit Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, and on Instagram at geektownuk. And if you are at MCM London this weekend, I shall see you there. Come by, say hello. I will be wandering around probably in a red hood suit so uh, (laughs) if I'm not upstairs in the press room so uh, see you then if you're at MCM have a great week and we will see you next week bye bye goodbye Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.